Hello, friend. I was just closing my eyes and thinking, or perhaps trying not to think. I am sitting in the hall of this castle with my legs crossed, in the center of this ever-growing, ever-extending red carpet. But when I closed my eyes, I was floating elsewhere, floating in a warm blue sea, where everything was silent and still and utter peace. Even as I hear whispers around me, even as footsteps go by, I'm not sure if it was you, or a ghost, or something else entirely, but I let them go by. I let them go by, and I remained in my sea, waiting. Not for an answer, but for a question. They say there are two sides to every coin. That balance rules the universe. What about fear? Fear? Can it be helpful? Can we make friends with fear? There. Thank you for your question, spirit. A difficult one. Can we make friends with fear? I have, I think. That's not to say that I don't feel afraid. I often do. Let me first ask you a question in return. What is the opposite of fear? Is it bravery? Courage? Daring? Or is it calm? Is it peace? Now let's go back to the first part of the question. Two sides to every coin, balance ruling the universe. Perhaps. It is true that the universe is a delicate balancing act, I think. One that we can admire the beauty and fragility of. And certainly it is important to see the imbalances, and to find a way forward that writes them in a way that feels natural and honest to us. But you know something, I think that, as important as balance is, it can be all too easy to try and succumb to this duality, this binary. There are those who are good, there are those who are evil, there are those who are right, there are those who are wrong, there are things that are pleasant, things that are unpleasant, productive, lazy, worthy, unworthy, 
It can all be so tedious and so confusing keeping track of it. Not to mention subjective. I do not think of myself as being an evil soul. Perhaps I did in another life. I hesitate as well to think of myself as a good soul. Perhaps I did in another life. In this life, instead, I am merely a soul, with the capacity for everything held within me. It is my responsibility, nay, my pleasure, my life's joy, my lifetime's work, to decide to do what I consider to be good, to do what I think will bring me the feeling of love and compassion, which in turn brings me my bliss. Not because I think I should do it, but because my soul begs me to bring it that bliss. It is a hungry and demanding thing, and must be honored. And maybe that is the selfish reason why I should like to be what I consider to be good. But I digress. We are speaking about fear. Can it be helpful? Hmm. Can it be a friend? Sure. It can also be a foe. It can drive us to care for others, to protect others and ourselves. It can drive us also to destroy and hurt and even kill. Fear is a feeling, and we are not our feelings, though we often use our feelings to justify our actions. <sighs> we are not our feelings. There is more we can do with fear, though. I shall do my best to demonstrate. Ready? Let's play a game. Let us summon something. Deliberately. I'm feeling a little bit defiant and willful this evening. Challenging. You see, mostly I think I choose to be peaceful and good. At least lately. But behind all of our eyes is a little chaos, too. A little dastardliness. That's the thing about balance in the universe, at least according to me and my understanding of it. We can see things we don't like out there, but we must take care not to judge it, lest we become blind to the things we don't like in here that is within you, behind your eyes. And you know what? Of course you know what. I don't dislike a little chaos. A little dastardliness. Sometimes. So? Observe over there a wooden door upon which has been painted in blood a sigil. Do not despair that you cannot recognize it. It is one of my own. What it means I shall not say. It is meant 
to be a secret. But seeing a symbol you do not recognize, ooh, that can be frightening enough. That's our door tonight. Open it. If two episodes ago we found the asking room, that is perhaps the room of divination, of learning, of seeing into the unknown, then this shall be the summoning room. They are different in a few very important ways. Unlike the asking room, every tool in here is not one of seeing, but one of communicating. A witch board with letters, words, and a planchette. An open book full of scribblings and scrawlings and a pen beside it. And like, and yet unlike, the asking room. This room has several mirrors. There is one single candle already lit here, in the center of a round table, surrounded by several chairs. There's that symbol again, painted on the table in red, once more. Now, we are going to hold a seance, not for a ghost of someone long gone, not for a demon from a world beyond. In fact, I wish to offer before we do this a word of banishment to anything that would seek to use an opportunity such as this for its own ends. All that is to say, don't. This is for summoning your greatest fear. If you like. If you don't want to. Just look at mine. <laughs> I'm not afraid. Sit around this table. However many there are with me now. Breathe deeply as one with me in out in out close your eyes if you can keep breathing Keep breathing. Keep breathing. Sorry. Keep breathing. Imagine holding hands. You don't know who is to your left, and you don't know who is to your right. It could be me, or it could be another friend. But we're holding hands here and breathing in, out, in, out. The sigil on the table shines bright in the candlelight, as though the blood is fresh. 
nothing was hurt to draw it. Know that. The candle seems to grow brighter, and yet the rest of the room seems darker. The mirrors reflect the flame, but little else. I am going to imagine what I am the most afraid of. I invite you to do the same, but it is only an invitation. Envision it in your mind. Stare into the flame. It glows orange and it is somehow warm and comforting, even as the thing takes shape. Its eyes are the shade of your deepest shame. Its teeth are as sharp as your most painful ache. The scales along its skin are as pale as the bile in the pit of your stomach that your fear takes root in. Hold fast. Hold steady. Hold hands. How can this be balance? How can this be growth? How can this be good? How can this be a friend? I cannot speak to what you see and hear, but I see and hear words, words delivered in hungry, desperate need. I hear laughter, mocking laughter, aching laughter. Can you hear it? Of course you can't. It's my fear. Clawed fingers point. Disappointed clicking of forked tongues. It is so much bigger than I. Bigger than this room. Bigger than this castle. A great behemoth of a monster that makes me feel as small as an ant. Fear can make you feel like an insect. There is virtue in even the smallest creature, though. And even the tiniest creature can bite. But in the face of this thing, I do not bite. I breathe. That enrages the thing more. My continued breath, maybe. I was afraid of this for so long until I finally conjured it and saw it. The first time I did, I trembled, I wept, I raged. I hid for a long time. I hurt for a long time. As the memory of the creature pushed and pushed and pushed me towards the edge of a cliff, I feel the edge of it with my phantom toes even as I speak this. I clung with my toes, but I slipped. And then I clutched with my fingers. My fingernails bled 
as it, laughing, stepped on them. But I wouldn't let go. The agony of clinging on in the face of that monster. Quick, a little break for a little dream. I have this nightmare. A recurring nightmare I've been having lately. Not in the castle, in my bed. In my little bedroom as my phone plays meditation music as the trees sway beautifully outside my window. As the moon climbs high in the sky and shines in. I have this nightmare lately. It's always a bit different. I told you about it once, but I've had it mm, twice more since. Someone is after me. Someone who is going to destroy me. They want to destroy me. They want me to end. I don't know why. I used to have this dream, only they never caught me. The dream was the running. Lately, I get caught. They get me. And I cry. And I say, All right, you got me. And they cry too. Even if they still decide to destroy me. To be honest, though I've died in dreams before, I never get to the end of this one. I never see their decision. I accept it. Even in sadness and fear. And they catch my sadness and fear like a little cold. And at the very least, I made them feel that I had a little love for them. Even at the end of it all. Even beyond all the hurt and the fear and the pain. They knew I didn't hate them. Nor did I hate my fear or my pain. This nightmare I have over and over and over lately. And it becomes an almost romantic dance. Me and my monster. Now I will go back to this cliff I am clinging to. I look up into the eyes of this immense beast. The eyes bloodshot and blue from the ice its heart must have allowed in from letting us get to this place. And though I am afraid, I smile, and I let go. And as I fall, I swear, it looks more afraid than I ever was. I fall into that warm, blue sea, where I am somehow breathing in. Out. In. Out. A great whale swims by. A hungry shark. A crocodile. 
I feel shudders of fear. But more than that, wonder. They do not mind me. They swim by, and then they leave. Occasionally there are lovely fish. Divers. Penguins. Seals. And turtles. Monsters, too. In and out of my vision. None more important, more worthwhile than the next. I cease to judge any of them as friend or foe. And suddenly I realize I can face that monster again. I can have that nightmare again. I can do anything. Is your monster with you now? Do its jaws sputter with blood from the last time it hurt you? Do its claws reach to grab you again? Do its eyes shine with the color of the hatred in its heart, too? Have you survived this beast before? This beast that you fear most? Sure you have. You're here now listening. (laughs) What a funny thing. Scales, claws, teeth, eyes, blood, all of it. It's a bit much, isn't it? Mine is, for certain. It's all a bit much. And you know what else? I love it so much. I am so grateful to it for each and every hurt it caused me because I grew into something so much more fierce. This monster is behind my eyes, and yet I can still watch it. It claws at my guts, sometimes from the inside out. I let it. There are good days and bad days, but it will pass on by as it always does. New fears arise, new fears fall back. But what I'll do is greet them as any other of my beloved ghosts or monstrosities. Come to the summoning room and bring them to the light. Sometimes I fall into their arms, sobbing. Sometimes they are full of hate. Sometimes regret. But no matter what, I will greet them as a friend. Because the overcoming of them, well, that's the purpose they serve. And one more purpose, since you asked. 
Our fears are there that we might connect with one another over them, too. My dear friend, Are you afraid of human greed? Are you afraid of catastrophe? Are you afraid of social ruin? Are you afraid of the beast with coins in its teeth? Are you afraid of hatred from others? Are you afraid of your own failure? Are you afraid of ghosts? Are you afraid of death? Are you afraid of being a disappointment? Are you afraid of war? Are you afraid of chaos? Are you afraid of suffering? Are you afraid of the dark? Me too. One, two, three. Here it is. Monstrous. Now what will we do with all of these? Sit down and hold hands with us. Or leave. Keep breathing. Keep breathing. Keep breathing. Kristen Zaza here, and thank you so much for joining me for episode 213 of On a Dark Cold Night. If you don't know, I'm your writer, podcaster, composer, creator, etc. behind the show. I hope you had a wonderful Halloween last week. I certainly did, as those who follow me on social media might have seen and will probably see more of soon. I'd like to first thank listener and patron Kier Bo, who submitted the question this week about balance and fear. Kier submitted this question through Instagram under their handle Pink Opal Magic, so do check them out there. Thank you so much for this one, my friend. I have a couple of new patrons to thank for joining my Patreon page this week. Huge thanks going out to Windell and out to Katherine Jankowski. Thank you both so much for your support. It means the world to me. Every Patreon supporter of $1 US or more gets access to my complete soundtrack of the show, while patrons of $5 US or more get that and access to a monthly tarot reading video I upload for every full moon. Learn more at patreon.com slash darkcoldnight. You can also donate to the show one time only without those perks, and of course send questions as well via coffee ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight. And I have t-shirts and hoodies available at bonfire.com slash on-a-dark-cold-night. It would also mean a lot if you took the time to rate and review the podcast over iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you like to rate and review podcasts. You can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at a dark cold night, Instagram at darkcoldnightpodcast, 
on Facebook and YouTube under the page names On a Dark Cold Night, and on TikTok at Kristen Zaza. These are, of course, also great places to submit questions for me if you have any. Thank you so much for listening this week, my friends. I invite you, yet again, to look at what you're most afraid of. If fear is good for anything, it's for reminding yourself that you can overcome it. We're all here doing it with you. Good night, you frightening thing, you. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.